0: Shameless
1: Media. No matter who you are, where you live, what you do for work, how rich or broke you might be, you're carrying around a secret. We all are. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I am your host and ultimate secret sharer. Producer Justine Landis-Hanley is sitting next to me. Hello, Justine. Hi, Annabelle. And today, sitting opposite me in the co-hosting chair again, is the wonderful Samantha Andrew. Hello, darling. Hi, darling. Hey, darling. <laughs> Sam. Let's play a game to get us into things. Okay. This game is called Truth or Consequence. Oh, I was ready to be like, I know truth or (laughs) Dare. All right. No, no, no. This game (laughs) is arguably my favourite game that we play on this show. Okay. Here is how it works. I am going to ask you a question. Not many people are probably willing to answer. Like it's a tough question. (laughs) Okay. Mm. And it's up to you to choose whether you want to answer it or not. But if you do not answer it, you will be faced with a consequence that I will explain once you've decided whether you want to answer the question or not. Okay. Are we following? (laughs) Is a
2: consequence like a dare or not? It's like a
1: dare. And in each episode, it's kind of different. So with other co-hosts, we've done different consequences. Yours is, oh, it's a good one. Are you ready to hear your truth question? Am I? Yes, (laughs) you are. And I'm about to say it. So, Sam, you are a content creator. Yes. We are all curious. We all want to know what is the most money you've gotten paid for a campaign? Oh,
2: stop. You're both <laughs> looking at me with these like <laughs> bambi eyes. i like, like, what's she picking? <laughs> um, Yeah. No, I can. Yeah. You're going to go truth. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. It's like uh, good to be ex- transparent. Ex- excellent. And and part just, of me is like, don't say that, but. Yeah, all right. I mean, like, also
1: no pressure, but tell us. (laughs) Yeah, there's (laughs) a pressure.
2: Clock ticking and we're (laughs) on record. So there is a time pressure, but (laughs) thanks so much for that. No, I have been paid for one campaign, 10 grand.
1: Ooh, she's a rich queen. Yeah, (laughs) so
2: that was, like, had a few little things involved in it. But that was, like, a very, very healthy sum for what I had to do. What's, like, your output for that amount of money? So it was a photo shoot Mm -hmm. and then it was... Resharing something on Instagram from the photo shoot.
1: Well done, yeah, well done. From the Shameless Media team to you, well done. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I want to tell well, you what your consequence yeah, was what anyway? would it have been because I want to know if you would have enjoyed it. We tailored it to you. It was a singing consequence. We wanted you to go downstairs into our communal kitchen in our co-working space at the Commons and sing whatever song you wanted to really loudly, <laughs> like <And> a little <laughs> cabaret. So they're just <laughs>
2: like, people are just trying to make the coffee, and I'm like, every night. in my <laughs> yeah. dreams. <laughs> yeah.
1: Justine, it is that time of the episode. It is time to hear you so beautifully read out today's secret.
3: Thanks, Justine. Thank you, Annabelle. Annabelle, Sam, here are your envelopes containing your letters from this week's listener. This week's secret comes from listener Amy. Ooh, we did it in Amy last season. So to be clear, this isn't the same person. This These is not the names. same. I give them all different names. <laughs> Amy's oh. just
2: writing a slow novel of all their secrets.
3: <laughs> yeah. A life story. Yeah. Imagine if it was, if this was all the one person. <laughs> Lots of things keep happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To put it simply, my secret is I think my partner Caleb <gasps> might be a psychopath.
1: Oh God. What an opening line. That, yeah.
3: Novelist. I- <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I've always noticed odd things Caleb does and says but it wasn't until I started my university course where we explored psychopathic traits and tendencies that it clicked. Caleb's approach to life constitutes that of a psychopath. One day after class, I had him complete an online psychology quiz and it returned a result that fell firmly within the psychopath territory. Do we trust online quizzes? Continue. (laughs) When I showed him his results, he simply laughed them off. Oh, that's psychopath. And and that's on psychopath. (laughs) I'm a psychopath because I'm laughing. Continue. (laughs) In all my years with Caleb, I've barely seen him express emotion. I've never once seen him cry. He also cannot comprehend why certain things make other people upset. If I am hurt by something that happened at work or with my friends, he is at a loss as to why it's affecting me. Caleb is also extremely impulsive. He'll do random things without any forethought and can sometimes make huge decisions like quitting a job or making an expensive purchase without any consideration of the consequences. On top of this, Caleb hates rules and rails against authority whenever he can. He totally disregards basic everyday rules like speed limits and seat belts. If there's a rule, his first instinct is to violate it. This makes me uncomfortable because I hate rule breaking with a passion He also lacks a moral and ethical compass, or at least cares very little for things like climate change and social justice. When I question his apathy, he simply replies, I just don't care about those things. (sighs) Above all though, I've witnessed a manipulative streak in him that's becoming difficult to ignore. He works from home, so I hear him talking with colleagues all day long, and the way he can turn his charm on and off is unlike anyone else I know. He can go from being completely warm to one coworker to utterly ice cold to the next. I describe it like watching two completely different people within one body. I've also witnessed firsthand how comfortable Caleb is with lying. He lies all the time about little things. On one phone call, he'll say something that contradicts what he says in the next call. Often, it's stuff that doesn't even need to be lied about. So much of it is completely pointless. I think it's bizarre, but then I think a lot of people are like that. In the more serious circumstances, I have seen him lie about things to manipulate the person he's talking to. This will also sound terrible, but he's very nonchalant about stepping on people to get exactly what he wants at work. If he needs to push someone down to get a pay rise or a promotion, he'll do it in a heartbeat. In that way, he's extremely self interested and entitled. He truly believes that he is more deserving of certain privileges and feels no remorse for doing what is necessary to claim them. Despite all of this, though, Caleb is a wonderful partner to me. He's very loving and funny. He's very goal-driven, and we are in a very happy, normal relationship. He's never cheated on me. He's not violent at all, which I know can come with psychopathy. And while he lies all the time to others, I am very confident that he is truthful and honest with me. I love Caleb immensely, and I've never once felt unsafe at all in our relationship. We've been together for four years, and I have every intention of staying with him. A lot of these tendencies are not directed at me, and if they were, I wouldn't be in a relationship with him.
1: Okay, first thoughts for me, running through this secret. The whole time I was thinking, but Amy, how do you know? How do you know he's not lying to you and doing all of that stuff that he's doing to other people? I don't want to, like, yeah, make her feel like he's lying to her, but I do think...
3: He's potentially
1: lying to her. Yeah. How is it that he's able to separate treating other people like shit and treating you in a loving way? Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm glad he makes you feel good. Also, yes, I agree. And also, it's incredibly important
2: how someone treats other people, not just you. It is so important how someone treats other people. And it's like what we say about when you go on a date, it's really important to see how the date treats the staff and all of those things like that. It's like if I saw my partner treat all of these people around him like dog shit...
1: That would instantly turn me off. Huge turn off. How long have they been together, Justine? How long has she been, They've Caleb? been together for four years already. See, mm. I don't know if I <laughs> could go four years watching him treat other people like this. Yeah. We're going to talk through all of this because I also like don't really know what a psychopath is. We have a lot of questions and we will get to all of them right after the break.
0: Okay guys,
1: it is time to talk about this secret properly. Do we know what a psychopath
3: is? Because I don't think I did before reading this letter. Yes, so I can share some insight into this topic. We did a bunch of research and spoke to some experts on the matter. So experts don't always neatly agree on this topic and we should just acknowledge that like what these experts might have said If you're an expert listening in, you might have a different opinion. But for the sake of this episode, we are referencing the views of neuroscientist James Fallon, forensic psychiatrist Dr. Danny Sullivan, and we also spoke to Professor James Ogloff from the University of Sydney. Okay. Okay. So speaking to the Sydney Morning Herald last month, two of those experts I mentioned, so James Fallon and Dr. Danny Sullivan, they estimated that up to 1% of the population are psychopaths. Oh. Okay. And Dr. Sullivan said that quote, psychopathy is not a mental illness that you've developed one day. This is kind of hardwired into your personality. Mm-hmm. Another interesting point is that most psychopaths are men. So some experts believe the ratio might be as high as 20 male psychopaths to one female psychopath. Oh, that's, that's, that's huge. I mm. wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I, that I can't yeah. offer. Um, mm. But I guess it might be helpful if I provide a little bit of information about what might be some signs that indicate Mm. someone is a psychopath. So our team spoke to Professor James Ogler from the University of Sydney and he wanted to preface this by saying it's a pretty complex path to diagnose. Mm. It's not like you can see these certain signs in people and that is the end all and be all. It's not maybe that you do an online test and that's the end all and be all. But he did say, though, that in psychopaths, quote, there's often a lack of empathy, remorse, and inability to understand how other people feel. They tend to be very self focused, seeing their needs met first. They also tend to manipulate other people and generally lie and be deceitful. Mm.
1: Right. I can't imagine that it would be hard to diagnose that because a lot of that goes on like behind the scenes, right? It's like Mm. person to person. You
3: don't really know every
1: encounter that a psychopath is having with other people.
3: In saying that, do you think that you've ever encountered somebody with these traits in your life? Huh. A good question. I
1: think maybe, but I think it's always hard to tell. The encounters that I'm thinking of are really brief encounters. So I don't think I know too much about that person. Whereas here, Amy is in a long-term relationship with Caleb. She's kind of seeing all of it behind the scenes. Whereas in my life, I think I've had brief encounters with people who do display that lack of caring about other people and kind of the selfishness and lying and all of that stuff for their own benefit but I'm not so sure as to say you were definitely a psychopath totally I've encountered someone a few years
2: ago that I think potentially could be that hurt me in a very very deep way but just couldn't see how at all Mm. and it was really emotional for me sitting them down and talking to them about it and just seeing it was almost like a glaze over their eyes they just didn't care at all and I was like this is bizarre this is a bizarre exchange of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they just weren't
1: receptive to any of it. yeah no if anything did that make it more painful for you or was it like oh they clearly are not understanding
2: it's a bit of both here. it's yeah. pain because you're not feeling heard but then you also feel like Oh, am I just a bit of an arsehole as well? Because they'll never see it from my perspective. That's because you've got a good heart,
3: Sam. (laughs) Justine, have you ever come across a slytherin? Oh, I actually think I have. (laughs) Like, I I mean, I don't want to diagnose people that I've just met, but like, I think that I've definitely can say with confidence, I've come across people who are manipulative, self-centered, particularly manipulating the truth. I've definitely met those people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I also think though, like speaking personally, I think that when I start to sense those qualities before I get to know them too much, I will just like cut them out of my life. I don't think I've ever sensed manipulative qualities in someone and then continued on that relationship or friendship or whatever to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm certain that you're a psychopath. It's kind of like when I sense those qualities, I just cut them off in the nicest
2: way possible. (laughs) This is my question for both of you. So we're saying 1% they – Estimate 1% of the population are psychopaths, right? Uh, Roughly. And one of the characteristics of being a psychopath is a lack of empathy. Do you think there are a lot of people out there in this world that could still fall in the bucket of being a psychopath, but their empathy is
3: performative and they don't have it? Ah, That's also a very good question. Well, something that I thought that we could do because this listener wrote in because her partner did this test, this this psychopath (gasps) test. And you raised a really good question, like, are these actually accurate? And to be clear, when we spoke to Dr. James Ogloff, he said the test is not a diagnostic tool. Of course. Mm. You need to go to a psychologist for an assessment and a diagnosis if you think that you are this way. But... We thought it could be interesting if we all did the test. Yes! And just yes! See, because it would be interesting to see if like, it came back with any outlier results. Mm, I would so, love to. I would also love to. Okay, so with the power of editing, thank you future Annabelle, <laughs> the next time you hear from us, we will have completed the psychopath test. See you guys on the other side of this sound effect.
1: Okay, the three of us have just done the test. I always find (laughs) these tests
3: so hard because it's like disagree, strongly strongly disagree, 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 neutral. (laughs) Yes, it was a lot of those kinds of questions. A lot of those.
1: Okay, so for the listeners, the scores range from one to five. Mm -hmm. So one meaning you are low on the psychopath scale versus Mm -hmm. five being you are high. Mm -hmm. So do you want to read yours, Sam? Because there is a primary psychopathy score. Then there is a secondary psychopathy score. Sam, what is your primary one? 2.8. 2.8.
3: 2.8. And this relates to lacking empathy for others and tolerating antisocial like, behaviours.
1: Yep. And the secondary score relates to antisocial aspects of psychopathy. So like rule breaking and lack of effort towards socially rewarded behaviour. What yep. was your secondary score, Sam? 2.6. 2.6.
3: Okay. Justine, would you like to show yours? My primary score was 1.8. Mm-hmm. And my secondary score was 1.9.
1: Mine were quite close. My primary score was 2.1. My secondary score was a 2. And yep. then it tells you how many people were below you and above you. And I think it's safe to say that we're all on the low scale of psychopathy. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> I find <Yeah>. it really <laughs>
3: hard to say that word, psychopathy. On this yeah. test, we're on the low score, of this, the test. Low score yeah. of this We're
2: on the low score of this I got... Your score for primary psychopathy was higher than 69.77% of people who have taken this test.
3: Yeah. yeah, And I mean, this test is really interesting to do, right? But when we spoke to Dr. James Ogloff, he said that this test is not a diagnostic tool. And if you do have concerns about your behavior or someone else's behavior, you need to go to a psychologist to get an yes. assessment and a diagnosis. Like,
1: Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> even when we were answering those prompts on that test, I was just thinking, well, if I was a psychopath, I think I would be aware of what the questions were trying to Gauge. Right. I think a lot and of psychopaths fake the answers would be able to fake it. Or do you think they
2: have like I don't know if this is a characteristic of being a psychopath, but do you think they have an unwavering sense of self-confidence where they go, My answers that are true to me are the absolute correct answers yeah. for this test. Yeah, potentially. I don't know.
1: Who knows? But like I wanna know if that even matters with this secret. Like, does it actually matter whether Caleb is a psychopath or not? I guess what matters is whether you should be comfortable with his behavior. And I mean their relationship has been going on for four years. She yeah. says she's in a loving relationship. He's funny. He's goal-driven. They're in a happy, normal relationship. So it seems to me that it's not the hugest deal for her.
2: But then there's still, like, things that I look at in that letter and I'm like, I don't know, I just feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, he totally disregards basic everyday rules like speed limits and seat belts and all of those things. It's like, well, first and foremost, like, safety in a car is quite important for her. Like, I know that's a very... <laughs> simple thing to pull out of that letter but that doesn't mean nothing
1: exactly and Mm. I think that I mean this relationship is long term and if they're looking into the future it seems like a relationship that I don't know if the qualities of Caleb are ones that I would want in for example the father of my children if they choose to have kids I'm not sure if I can wholeheartedly trust that he's not going to treat my kids like shit yeah I've got a question for you okay because I do think that we maybe view manipulative behavior in a relationship versus for example in a family member yeah. slightly differently sure. like I think that maybe we hold Caleb to a higher standard because he's like quote-unquote a chosen family member like maybe mm-hmm. we have higher standards for people who yeah. we decide to bring into our lives yeah because if I was Amy I don't feel like I would want this relationship. Whereas if, no. if I saw this behaviour in a family member, it would be harder for me to be so decisive about it.
2: Yeah. Well, I also... Me adding nothing to what you just said, but coming up with my own point, good for me. Um, no. <laughs> I'm the psychopath here. No. Um, Basically... Her being like, I've never once felt unsafe in our relationship. Like, a lot of these tendencies are not directed at me. And if they were, I wouldn't be in a relationship with him. Mm. But do we believe that? Like, do we think that he's absolutely, like she was talking about how he can flick his emotions on and off like a switch. Is the switch just on for her the entire time and it hasn't been turned
1: off? I agree with that. I worry that she's maybe under the manipulation of him. Like, he's got this overarching personality that he turns on for her yeah. and then he turns on separate switches for work and like other people mm. and like for example wait staff and all of that I do worry that Amy is under that
3: manipulation as well and she just doesn't know it. It's so interesting that you bring this up because when we spoke to Professor James Ogloff we were like if this guy is a psychopath hypothetically is it possible for him to have a healthy romantic relationship where he is treating Amy mm. the way she thinks that he is and what he said is that if somebody does have psychopathic tendencies they can be faithful or monogamous or loyal for a period of time right but Mm. what's likely is that you know if they've been behaving this way their whole life they're not probably just going to change and what he said was it's very common in my experience for partners to have the perception that everything is going well when behind their back a lot of untoward behaviors occurring
0: Mm.
1: I had this in my notes that I took during the ad break I had Next to the line where Amy says, I'm very confident that he's truthful and honest with me. I have written, even if this is true, will there ever come a point where this changes? And maybe then it might become harder for her to get out. Like, what if in the future yeah. he does become, like, outwardly manipulative? And they've had the a kid or something. And the, and the, yeah, there yeah. are other people involved as well.
3: Yeah, Does it matter if your partner treats other people like badly if they do treat you lovely like like say yes say he yeah. is say he is like you know lovely to amy terrible to everyone else does that matter absolutely yep. yes yeah I think so as well yeah without a shadow of a doubt yes
1: because even though a relationship has so much to do with the way you guys are privately and behind closed doors you live a life where you interact with other people and other mm. people matter and that's putting your relationship on a really unhealthy pedestal
2: and putting it in this bubble this like it's a foolproof bubble and being like but we're fine it's like mm, I don't think so I also before how I was talking about he clearly is very good at turning charm on and off I also think though that like humans we are incredibly emotionally adaptive mm-hmm. and I think we all do that every day his is just a lot more obvious yeah. and maybe we just are a lot better at masking that on and off switch
1: yeah but here I feel like what is lacking in Caleb is the fact that he doesn't care like yeah. I don't think it seems I don't know a lot about him but it does seem like there is no limit like he would be willing to do whatever it took yeah. to serve himself sure whereas I think for like I'm speaking on behalf of everyone here no I, get I think that you, you know there are circumstances where we would be thinking of other people and trying to balance out serving ourselves as well because you know everyone is selfish but also making sure that other people aren't being hurt in the process yeah I just think I'm not saying
2: us here I think there'd be some people in this world that would say no I don't turn charm on and off I am completely authentic and I am myself and I don't Mm. flick it on and off like a switch when I would think that they do and we're social chameleons that's just the way the world works totally I want
1: to end this discussion okay on a question about whether or not Amy should be prioritizing having good people in her circle Mm. because To me, anyway, in a romantic relationship, I would want to be with someone who was a good person to everybody, to me, to the people around me. And for Amy, I don't know how she prioritises a romantic relationship in her life, Mm. but I do think she should think about that because Mm. as we get older – I feel like we've had conversations about this before in the office. I sense that I'm tightening my social circles and the people in my life. And I'm really like evaluating the energy Mm. to be woo-woo of the people around me. And I do think having someone who is this manipulative in your life
3: will take a toll on Amy in some sense. Yes. It's interesting that you bring up this point, Annabelle, because we actually polled our listeners about this very line of questioning so we polled 2000 everybody has a secret listeners on this also
1: sorry sidebar i came into the office today and everyone was like annabelle don't look on your instagram <laughs> we're polling
3: people about something to do with today's secret ah, I'm is, okay this is what that is so we put the statement to listeners i don't mind how my partner treats other people all i care about is how they treat me right. and yes 94 percent said that it was important their partner treats everybody well but 6% either partially or completely agreed that they don't mind if their partner treats other people badly. Right. Mm. But also interestingly, we asked those same listeners, do you believe your partner lacks empathy? And while 84% of people said that they thought their partner had empathy, 16% said they thought their partner lacked empathy. So yeah, right. interesting. people want to be with a good person. Yeah. But said that their partner lacks empathy. Is being a good person
1: the most important thing in life?
2: A huge question for me today.
1: (laughs) I think the term good like exists on a scale. Of course. And I would want them to be like mostly good. Yeah. (laughs) Like we all have our flaws. But But is that that the pinnacle or what we
2: hold everyone to? Is that the highest standard? It's like to be put on this earth, be kind to other people. I'm not going into bat for Caleb. It's like does it matter? If you're kind, is that the most important thing? Or can you move through this world and often not treat people with kindness and still say that you've lived a successful life and in the eyes of other people they would still respect you?
1: Oh, that is a good question. A
2: very general question from me as well. I don't even know how to answer it. So I'm going
1: (laughs) Bing over to the other side of the I just think surely over time that lack of empathy becomes transparent. Like when you were reading out those poll results, Justine, when some people were saying that they don't actually care if their partner lacks empathy, like surely if you're with your partner and you're living your life with them, that will see through eventually. Like they'll end up treating you without that respect and empathy mm. and it does end up affecting you and the people yep. that you care about. And then I, I'm thinking again,
3: do people like Caleb <laughs> care? What you're both saying that really stands out is like, look, does it matter if someone is a bad person does it matter if they're bad to people who aren't you Mm, but they're probably also going to end up being bad to you
2: yeah like i was wasn't even asking it in the sense of like regardless of how they treat you just everyone in life is that the most important thing as humans being put on this earth to be kind to other people
1: like do we value kindness over everything else? I think yes, because I'm imagining a world where the answer was no and say everyone was just walking around on this earth being like, ah, like I don't want to be kind the to lack you, but ah, oh, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. It would be chaos. It yeah. would be like absolute chaos. I just don't think that that is the way to go about things. And especially in, rela- in a relationship, I do think that there's potential here that Caleb would be seeing... Amy, in a similar way that he sees
3: the other people in his life. Yeah, Annabelle, I think that that is what's really coming across.
1: Justine, Sam, I think that is all we have time for for today's episode of Everybody Has a Secret. Sam, I so appreciate you coming onto the show and talking with me about this one. I love being here and doing it. We love you so much. And as always, everybody, thank you for listening. If you have a secret you're itching to spill, write us a letter and mail it to our PO box. You'll find all the details about where to send your letters in our show notes. Of course, if the old-school mail system isn't your thing, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at Pod and on TikTok at Secret. See you next Friday. See you later.